You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 93. And I want to ask you a question. We're we're moving into the year 2017. This episode's being released right after Christmas. And I want to ask you, have you set or have you made your New Year's resolutions? You know, this is the time of the year when so many people kind of start thinking about the next year. But you know what? If you haven't started planning for 2017 already, you're behind. It's time to get with it. You know, the start of a new year is such a great time to evaluate our lives and see what things might need to be changed. Um, There might be some things we need to start doing, some things we need to stop doing. Um, New Year's resolutions, in theory, provide people with a great opportunity to create new habits, break old ones, and do some things differently. But the reality is, after about three weeks, they're forgotten. And there's several reasons for that. I'm going to be giving you some of those reasons here in just a minute. Um, But people who have the most success in bringing lasting, positive changes to their lives don't think in terms of resolutions. They think in terms of goals. So what goals are you going to set for 2017? You know, a, a, a good New Year's resolution might be sincere, but there's usually not much weight behind it. It's just a person thinking, you know, it'd be a good idea if I got to the gym three days a week, but if I don't, it's okay too. It'd be nice if I could save a hundred bucks a month, but you know, if something else comes up, that's all right too. That's okay too. But goal setting is a process that will help you turn your dreams and desires into a reality. And many experts teach the SMART method of goal setting. And you may have heard this before, but it's well worth reminding ourselves um, is, and taking ourselves through this process every year. I go through this process every year, and I hope you do too. But when we say the SMART method of goal setting, we're talking about goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. This method of goal setting will help someone get from where they are now to where they want to be. So number one, is your goal specific? A general goal might be to get out of debt. But do you have a plan to get out of debt? A specific goal for getting out of debt might be to say, okay, In 2017, I'm going to focus and I'm going to pay off one of my high balance credit cards. Or you may say, I'm going to focus on paying off my car loan. Or maybe you have a second mortgage on your house and you're going to say, in 2017, I'm going to focus on paying that goal off. 
When we break it down like this and create a specific goal, this is much, much more attainable than just saying, I'm going to get out of debt. Your goal might be to lose weight. Well, that sounds nice, but what does that mean? A much more specific goal would be to say, I'm going to drop 10 pounds. You can, that's a specific goal. Another, another one might be, you might say, you know what? In 2017, I'm going to work and I'm going to drop two pant sizes. Okay, that's a specific goal. So first of all, as we're thinking through our goals for 2017, think specific. Number two, measurable. You know, if someone wants to get in shape physically in the coming year, a measurable goal could be lose 10 pounds by March. When you, when you add a, a number to it, when you say um, 10, when you say I'm going to lose 10 pounds by March, that's something that you can actually measure. There will be no question about whether or not you've met the goal. And let me tell you something. It's so satisfying when you reach that goal and you can tick it off and say, you know what, I did what I said I was going to do, and now I can set another goal. Um, if someone's goal is to read more in the coming year, well, that sounds good, but what does that mean? Well, a measurable goal might be to say, you know what, at the end of 2017, I want to have read 10 new books. Or maybe you say, I want to read one a month. And so at the end of 2017, I'll have read 12 books. That's a measurable goal. If you say, you know what, I don't do very good saving. I'm going to save more money in 2017. Okay, well, what's a measurable goal that you can use to attain that? If you say, you know what, I can put $50 away every paycheck. And if you get paid twice a month, that's awesome. That's $100 a month that you're putting away. That's a measurable goal. You can see that. At the end of the year, you're going to have $1,200 in your savings account or wherever you put it. But it's measurable. So make your goal measurable. It makes it much less uh, nebulous. It makes it much less um, just sincere sounding. So specific and measurable. Number three, number three, is your goal attainable? attainable. A goal is attainable when I'm willing to take the steps that are needed to make it happen. Am I willing to pay the price? Losing 10 pounds is an awesome goal for so many people. You'll feel so much better. Think about the the compliments that you're going to get when people say, wow, you're looking great. Are you losing weight? Okay, that's awesome. But is the goal attainable? And it's only attainable. Losing 10 pounds is only attainable if I am determined to do what it takes to to get there, which means exercise and watch my diet. Just saying I'm going to lose 10 pounds, well, that's awesome. That's a good start. Writing it down, that's a good goal. But am I willing to do something? Am I willing to get up off the couch, put the bag of Doritos down, and go out and take a walk around the block? Am I willing to walk around the block two, three, four, five times? Am I willing to go join the gym and and start exercising? Am I willing to cut back on my my sweets, my carbs, my fast food? Um, Even just cutting out soda drink, you know, soda pop. 
Coca-Cola, Sprite, you know, those things kill us. So is the goal attainable, and am I willing to do what it takes to make the goal happen? What steps am I going to take to attain the goal? You know, every goal can be broken down into action steps. So if, if I need to, 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 to get out of debt, well, then I, I say, okay, I'm going to pr- pay off this high-balance credit card this year. So what does that look like? How much money do I have to put towards that credit card this year, each month, to pay it off? You break it down and you start working towards the goal. If it's losing weight, again, eat less, eat better, and start start exercising. Um, if it's saving money, um, how much money do you want to have in the in the bank at the end of the year? And you break that down. So make the goal attainable. What steps am I willing to take? And you know, when we talk about getting out of debt, sometimes this can be uncomfortable because if you've got a high balance credit card and you say I'm going to pay it off this year. Well, for the goal to be attainable, you have to be willing to put big payments onto that credit card to pay it off. It's so easy to just fall into the habit of paying the minimum and then hoping that'll be enough. Well, you'll never pay it off paying the minimum. So you have to be willing to say, you know what? I probably won't get to go on vacation this year. I probably won't get to buy that new TV. I probably won't get to to buy that new car or something else that I wanted but I'm going to discipline myself this year. I'm going to make it uncomfortable. I'm going to put the big payments every month on this credit card so I can see it paid off at the end of the year and how satisfying that will be. Well, stick around. I've still got two more keys to give you to accomplishing your goals. But before I do that, I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond. And I'm so happy to let you know that the the version that's out now is the 2.0 version. This is the revised, updated, I added 10 new chapters. This book is so, so helpful. Now, you may say, well, you know, David, I'm really not a leader. I don't have a leadership position at work or at church. Listen, this book is for everybody because it's going to tell you how to lead yourself. It's going to tell you how to be a better person. Yes, it's got great tips, great advice, great leadership material for those people that are in a leadership role, a management role, a supervision role. But there's also some great chapters on time management, personal development, and yes, even goal setting. So check it out. There'll be a link in the show notes. I know you're going to love it. And for those of you that are setting a goal to read more books this year, check out Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond. The chapters are short and designed to be immediately actionable. I put some discussion questions in there, give you some things to think about. So check it out. I know you're going to love it. back and we still have two more keys that I want to give you to accomplishing your goals. Remember, we're talking about the SMART method of goal setting. And this is nothing new. I didn't invent this. People have been talking about this for years, but it's so important and it's worth taking a look at periodically and reminding ourselves what it takes to set good goals. And so far we've talked about our goals need to be specific, 
They need to be measurable. They need to be attainable. And they need to be realistic. That's number four, realistic. If your goal is to earn $100,000 in 2017, but you're only making minimum wage at your job, well, that's probably not a very realistic goal. I mean, now, granted, you could probably work 60 or 80 hours a week. I'd have to sit down and do the math and see how that works out. But most people that are, that are earning minimum wage are probably only working 30 or 40 hours a week. And so um, the idea of, of going from a minimum wage job to make $100,000 a year just isn't realistic. Um, if your goal is to pay off all of your debt and you make $50,000 a year and you've got $150,000 in debt, well, that's probably not realistic. So let's think in terms of realism. If your goal is to make $100,000, well, that's awesome, but it might be more realistic to look at your W-2s, look at your tax return from last year, and see how much money you actually made last year, and then consider how much more you could make this year if you were able to get a raise, if you were able to get promoted, if you were able to work more hours at your current job, or even, heaven forbid, get a second job. You know, this idea of getting a second job sometimes scares people, but you know what? People have been getting second and third jobs for years and years and years and years. And uh, when I was a police officer, there were many times to take care of my family and, and, and provide the things that we needed. You know, I'd work 50, 60 hours a week sometimes. Um, you know, that's just, that's just part of life. That's just part of being an adult. And if you want to make more money this year, what are you willing to do to make more money? Um, if you, you know, make $50,000 a year and you want to pay off all your debt and you have $150,000 in debt, well, that's probably not realistic. But what is realistic? It might be paying off that one high balance credit card. It might be willing, you might be willing to say, you know what, I'll pay off my car this year. I have three years left on the loan, but if I work hard and double up, I can focus and pay it off this year. So make your goal realistic. Um, your goal might be, it might be your longtime dream to, to start a business so that you can quit your job and do what you really love. You, you, you may have this vision for a business in your heart and you've had it and, and that's your passion is to start to quit your day job and start your business. But a more realistic goal, if you want to keep eating and have your kids eating, might be to start your business on the side while you continue to work. This way you can build your business without putting undue pressure on your family. Because I've found in, in being a, a dad and a granddad, kids like to eat. So keep, uh, keep money coming in so that you can build your vision. It's great to have the vision, but let's make it realistic. Let's not just go quit our day job and, 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 and you know, believe that the business is going to be a, a million-dollar startup in the first year. Could be, but realistically, probably not. And then number five, number five, is your goal timely? What's your time frame for reaching your goal? You know, a year is such a great time frame to work with. What I love about a calendar is you can always turn the page at the end of the year. If you didn't hit your goals in 2016, 
No problem. Turn the page. Now we're going into 2017. We have a chance to do it again. And so what's our time frame? A year is a great time frame to work within. You can break that year down within months, quarters, or thirds, depending on what you want to accomplish. You can even break it down into weeks and days. What is your goal and how do you want to accomplish it? And, you know, being able to say, you know what, I'm going to f- focus on losing five pounds over the next two months. Okay, that's a timely goal. And if your goal is to say, I want to lose 20 pounds this year, well, then why don't we say let's lose, lose five pounds every three months? We can monitor. Remember, we talked about it was measurable. And we can use the calendar to help us. There's something powerful about setting a date. When you set a date that you want to accomplish your goal by, you set a deadline in your subconscious. You're not just putting it on paper. You're setting a goal in your subconscious. You're putting it in the calendar, and this is going to help push you towards it. If you want to lose 20 pounds by, by, uh, by the end of next year, by the end of 2017, set it up to lose five pounds a quarter. You can do this. And if you do it, you'll meet your goal very, very easily. So use your calendar to help you. Now, we've talked about specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. To uh, These are great tips for setting goals that will help you in 2017. Now, one last thing before we close, and this is probably one of the most important things of, go- of all, is write your goals down. One of the most important keys to setting goals is writing them down. This is such a powerful exercise. If you don't write your goals down, they're probably not going to happen. So write them down. Write them down and put them someplace where you can see them regularly. If you're wanting to lose weight, write that goal down and put it on your refrigerator, on your cupboard door. Um, if you're if you're got a goal that's financial related and you do your banking online, put that goal near your, your uh, computer. Um, you know, I keep my goals in my uh, on, on Evernote, which is a super app that's uh, you know crosses between computers and tablets and phones and syncs with all of them. But whatever you use, whether you use paper or you do it digitally, write the goal down and then review it regularly. This is a very motivational exercise. And if you're a Christian, if you're a person of faith, I'd encourage you to keep this goals, list of goals, keep, keep the same list in your Bible. Um, you know, as, as many, many mornings as I'm having my morning devotions, I'll look at my, my goals for the year and I'll make them a matter of prayer. Because it forces me to look at them, it forces me to think about them, and then it asks, it forces me to uh, also ask for God's help as I work through these goals in the coming year. Listen, it's very, very fulfilling. It's very satisfying at the end of the year to look back and see how many of your goals that you accomplished. Listen, I'm a realist. I don't believe that I'm going to hit every single goal every year. I try. But when I look back over the year, if I've hit 60 or 60% of my goals or more, I'm thrilled. And it's very fulfilling and it's very satisfying. So if you've always been one of those people that have tried and failed with New Year's resolutions, let, let 2017 be different. Set some goals. Use the SMART method and then write them down and then 
Let's work to make them happen. Well, now it's your turn. I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com. Let me know how you're doing with your goal setting. You can leave me a comment in the comment section for today's post at davidspell.com. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know if I missed something. Is there a better way to set goals? Is there something else we need to add? But let me know what you're thinking. Um, I'd love to pray for you if you're having trouble accomplishing some of your goals. But let's stay in touch. davidspell.com. And while you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. Subscribers receive my, my every new post. I publish three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Every new post just comes right into your inbox, so you don't have to come looking for it. Also, subscribers get my free monthly subscribers-only newsletter. And I'll be actually, in, in the next month's newsletter, I'll be talking a little bit more about uh, goal setting and some of these other things that, that I know are going to help you. So make sure you subscribe to get that. Well, thanks for being with me on the journey, and we'll see you next time on Leading and Learning.